With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Uh, Twitter handle at dpshow. Albert Breer is the Monday morning quarterback joining us on the program. Let me start with Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick coaching his last game as Patriots head coach this weekend. I think so. Um, now, you know, like, you never know what could happen. Um uh, when you when Kraft gets into a room with Belichick next week, um, but I don't think this is a decision that you wake up on Monday morning and make. In other words, like in some cases, an owner will decide on the last Sunday of the season I want to sleep on it, and it's truly a Black Monday decision. Obviously, with something like this, there's a lot more thought that goes into it, and it's a decision that Kraft's going to have made over months, not weeks. And so, like that part of it, I think. Um, makes it is going to make it more difficult for Bill to move Kraft off his spot if that's what he intends to do. And, um, you know, at the very least, I think, you know, what we've seen over the last four weeks, the team is still playing hard for Bill and that Bill can still coach. But those were never the issues. The issues are systemic here. And I think if Bill were going to stay in a, as the head coach, it would come with a lot of change around him. And, you know, after losing the most games at any point in 30 years of ownership, I'm not sure Kraft would even be willing to do that. We'll see. And we were wondering, are they going to use that top five, top three draft pick on a quarterback? If, if they're sitting there at three or two, are they taking a quarterback? It's hard to say because we don't know who's making the decision right now, okay. right? Like, I think we make the, the assumption, DP, that there's going to be some changes in personnel. Um, and I think... In all likelihood, um, you know, Robert Kraft's probably going to want to hire a general manager. Now, whether that's somebody internal, external, but, you know, even if Bill stays, you know, I would think that maybe you'd want to empower somebody in scouting based on where the roster is right now. And we don't know who that person's going to be right now. And we don't know who that coach is going to be. You know, that said, I think it's almost, I think it's very difficult to see a scenario where whether it's Bill Belichick as the head coach or Gerard Mayo as the head coach, Mac Jones is back in 2024, which puts them in play for a quarterback next year. Now, if they were to blow the whole thing up and go outside the organization and bring in somebody new from the Shanahan tree or something like that, then maybe Mac Jones would have a chance. But if it's either Belichick or Mayo, I have a hard time seeing Mac being back here in 2024 
and that would put them in the market for a quarterback um, in the draft. Now, whether or not they're drafting third or fifth or seventh, we don't know. Whether or not they're going to like the guy who's there for them at third or fifth or seventh, we don't know. Whether that's a Penix or a McCarthy or a, a Knicks or whoever it is, we don't know what they're going to think of those people, but they certainly will be in play. Um, you know, I think regardless of who's the coach, um, you know, whether it's Belichick or Mayo in 2024. Give me the reason why, the biggest reason why Jim Harbaugh will go to the NFL. If that's the case, the reason, biggest reason will be what? Unfinished business in the pros, um, I think would be the number one thing. And I think close behind it would be like all the circumstances with the NCAA, you know, and the fact that that thing's not over. I mean, when that notice of allegations was served to him, a lot of people conflated that as like being for everything. It wasn't, you know, it was just for the the quote unquote cheeseburger thing, which was really more of like a COVID recruiting violations thing. Um, you know, and 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 so that means the NCAA hasn't even gotten to the notice on the Connor Stallion situation. So I wouldn't blame Jim if he threw his hands up and says, you know what, like I've accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. And like I, it's time to move on. And I, I think part of his thinking here too is, you know, like that the opportunity to go to the NFL hasn't been vast for him over the last two years. So he knows these things can be fickle. And as great as his record was in the NFL, at the NFL level, teams weren't falling over themselves after the 21 season, after the 22 season to go and get him. Otherwise, I think he might be in the pros right now. And so if there is a strong pursuit of him from the Chargers, from the Raiders, um, then I think that's certainly something that he looks at at 60 years old and says, time to go take care of un unfinished business in the league. He's the Monday morning quarterback, Albert Breer. Uh, speaking of the Raiders, Antonio Pierce has done a really good job. Players mm -hmm. seem to like him. But if, I guess, does Mark Davis hold off on giving him the official announcement, the title of head coach, until he knows that maybe he doesn't get Jim Harbaugh? Could, it, could yeah, well, it hinge on that? Yeah, well, the number one thing I think we have to remember here is that he can't just give him the head coaching job because of the rules. Like, So they have to go through a process and you know, satisfy the Rooney rule and all the rest of that, right? Okay. Like, So they can't, in this day and age, you can't do that. Um, I do think he likes Antonio Pierce. I know like the guys that he counsels with, and there are three players in particular that he's really counseled with a lot. Um, you know, ahead of the Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler firings and then, you know, into all of this. And that's Josh Jacobs, Max Crosby, and Devontae Adams. I, I think all three of those guys are strong proponents of Antonio Pierce. But what I've pretty consistently heard over the last couple of weeks, Dan, is that he's got a big swing in him. And I don't know whether that swing's going to be Jim Harbaugh or Bill Belichick, but I have heard mm -hmm. that he's got a big swing in him. And if he misses, if he fails to connect on that big swing, then maybe he turns back to Antonio Pierce. But his dad had a great relationship with Belichick. I'm sure you know about that. And he's got a relationship with Jim Harbaugh. He tried to hire him in 2015 when Harbaugh went to Michigan. So one way or the other, you know, there's at least a lot of buzz out there that 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 Mark's got a big swing in him, and he's going to take that swing before, you know, deciding whether or not to make Antonio Pierce his his, his next head coach. I'm sure the commissioner has a list of things that if you do X, then it costs you Y, or your punishment is going to be this. But when it comes to an owner and David Tepper, I don't know if – is there a negotiation that goes on between the commissioner and the owner? Like, well, David Tepper. Do you think yeah. that this was a negotiation or just I'm fining you $300,000 and that's it? 
who's who's boss? I think that'll answer the question. <laughs> well, that's why I'm wondering is is it a, is it a negotiation between owner and yeah. the commissioner? I mean, we know who's who's who the boss in this scenario is. So I, yeah, I mean, I think that there's definitely back and forth. Um, yeah, I, I don't know specifically in this situation, but I do know in situations like this in the past, you know, whether they involve Jerry Jones or. Um, or or Robert Kraft or Daniel Snyder is like the primary one, right? Mm-hmm. Where they certainly didn't just come down and and sanction Daniel Snyder. There was back and forth there. Um, Jim Irsay, another one. Like you know, I I think this would be one of those where there's definitely some back and forth. And I think you know, like to me, like the crazy thing about it, Dan, is like you couldn't even take him off out of out of the stadium this Sunday, right? Like, you couldn't even do that. You couldn't even give him the suspension to take him out of the stadium this Sunday. And Why couldn't you do that? Well, I'd, I'd assume it's because Tepper leaned on him, right? Like, the optics okay. of Tepper being back in a stadium this weekend, think about that. Like, I think that's the one piece of this that everybody's missing. Forget about the money. Like, the guy's got money coming out of his ears. So, whatever the money is, is the money. But, you know, like, I think, you know, one thing that I can remember somebody saying to me a long time ago, you know, when it came to covering the league, is like the one thing you don't do is you, you you don't want to embarrass a billionaire, right? And that's the one thing that really gets these guys. And like I I think in a certain way, if you look at the apology, it wasn't really an apology, right? Has David Tepper really skipped embarrassment here? Yes, and that's why I said you want to hurt him. Don't let him go to his stadium to watch his right. team. Right, and like I. That looks to me like that's the part that looks incredibly weak, right? Because, I mean, you could fine him two million dollars. That's still like a rounding error, right, for him. (laughs) I mean, like, uh, like I, I, you know, what if you want to, if you, if you want to make him feel it, you make the story. David Tepper is not in the stadium today. Yeah. And then people are looking down the field. They see an interim coach, and they do the, they do the math. And you know what the math will show them, Dan? That's his, this is going to be his 99th game as the team owner. 22 of those 92 games have been presided over by an interim coach. Think about that. Well, 22 of 99 okay, games. Okay, how attractive is this job? Well, it's one of 32. <laughs> so I, that should answer your question. Well, David Tepper is one of 32, but he's not he's like able, the other he's owners. Gonna, he's going to be able to find somebody. Um, but... Like, yeah, I mean, I think for guys with options, like look at Arizona last year, right? So Arizona wasn't a very attractive job. You got a quarterback who maybe you're not sure on, who's got a massive contract that you're tied to because of the guarantees in it. The roster isn't in really good, isn't in very good shape. The owner's got some checkered history there too. Uh, Arizona wasn't a very attractive job. Jonathan Gannon had to take that job, and he's done a great job, right? Like, but he had to take why? Well, because he's a defensive coach, and every year, maybe half the owners decide ahead of time, I'm not hiring a defensive coach, sure. right? And then the other half are just going to consider it. It's not like those guys have decided they will. So there's going to be somebody to take the job, but if you're Ben Johnson, do you take it? That's, yeah. I mean, that, that to me yes. is the question. Probably and so. I, I like, I you might not if you have options, right? So I think like these things are a function of a guy's options. Like, is a guy does a guy have a strong enough resume where he can wait for a year? Right? Like Dan Quinn's waited a year twice. Does a guy have a strong enough resume where he can wait for a year and be assured that his stock is still going to be in good shape a year from now? Does a guy have multiple options so he can look at it and say because 
I think like if you look at like whatever the list is of the the, the coaching jobs, the Panthers because of the ownership situation are at the very bottom of it. This is like what Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick tell all of their assistants would tell all of their assistants, right? Which is there's one thing that you cannot change, no matter what you do, and that's the owner. That's the one thing, like, no matter what. Like, remember that when you go and interview for this job. Belichick and Parcells would tell their assistants that. Like, the one thing you cannot change is the owner. And right now, David Tepper's, I mean, and it's not just this, like, incident in a vacuum. This incident confirmed what everybody thinks about him already, you know? Like, in a three-second video, like, everything that's been rumored, everything that's been, you know, everything that's been sort of stereotyped, whatever, about David Tepper. Like, he confirmed all of it in a three-second video. <laughs> so, you know, I, I just, I look at this, and um, it's just a really, it's, again, like, I think the Carolina job, as far as desirability, will be at the bottom of the list, which means they're probably going to have to ha- hire a guy who doesn't have the leverage to wait for another year and doesn't have multiple options. Good to talk to you as always, Albert. Thanks for joining us. All right, thanks, Dan. That's Albert Breer, Monday morning quarterback. Always makes us smarter. Yeah, it's tricky. You're going to get somebody who can't turn down that Carolina job, maybe. Unless, you know, Jim Harbaugh revisits that. Then you're going to have the Chargers. I I think Harbaugh's going to have a couple of opportunities. Maybe the Raiders thrown in there. I don't think the Bears. I don't think the Bears are going to make a change there. I don't know what happens in Atlanta either. Yeah, Paulie. Going back to the Raiders, it seems like the public sentiment is all for Antonio Pierce yeah. becoming the new head coach. Couldn't they get him on the cheap-ish? Where and that's supposedly a franchise that's not. Well, they're paying other coaches, right? Right. You know, they're paying Josh McDaniels and John Gruden. I think might be you know paying uh, you know the memory of John Madden for all I know. But yeah, you know they were in this situation before. Rich Bisaccia. players loved him. They were playing hard. And then all of a sudden, you go, nope, he's not a big enough name. Man, I just want to know if you can do the job. It's like, you know, Mike McDaniel with, with Miami. A lot of people didn't know. And then all of a sudden, you realize, all right, the guy knows what he's doing, at least offensively. He knows what he's doing there. But sometimes there's nothing wrong with hiring somebody who then can become a name. Not you don't always have to get the name. I want to. You can evolve into a really good coach, and then we remember what your name is, like Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan. I mean, Shane Steichen has done a good job in Indy, but nobody knew his name. You probably didn't know his name until I told you. I didn't know his name until Paulie told me. I, I, I'm I, just kidding. Got double check sometimes. Shane Steichen. Yeah, that sounds like a football coach. Yeah. Uh, Marcus in Jacksonville. Hey, Marcus, how are you? Hey, DP. What? Uh, uh, I am five foot seven and a uh, soft post holiday two hundred thirty pounds. Soft. I was at the uh, Jags Panthers game as a diehard Jags fan, and I think I got hit by a few droplets of the drink. Thinking about suing uh, because he, he clearly didn't control where that drink was going. Um, and I'm, I got a frizzy style, frizzy style play on words. I, I'm thinking that David just lost his temper, and uh, mm. and uh, you know, it's like it's like temper, but temper. No, no, no. I got, it. I got it, Marcus. You're a little late on that. A little late on that. Tepper, tantrum, like temper, 
Yeah. <laughs> a little late. Yeah. A little late on the, the, the trigger. Yeah, that's okay. That's all right. That's all right. Just, all right. No worries. You know? I have my slow moments, too, where I'm going, yeah, this is the guy who c- couldn't remember Albert Pujols' name or Tom Izzo's name a few years ago. I'm like, Paul, I have no idea who that is. He's like, it's Albert Pujols. And I go, all right. And then Tom Izzo, I couldn't remember his name. Just sometimes you have that. And you're like, what am I doing here? Yeah, Paul. Do you remember when a bunch of years ago we were on Sports Jeopardy and you're hosting? Yeah. And some of the questions are really tough, but occasionally on Sports Jeopardy, there's kind of an easy one. It's just whoever hits the buzzer first. Yes. I had a daily double, and it was so it was just mine. And the hint was like where Cal Ripken used to work. <laughs> it's Camden Yards. And I sat there, and you're like, you, and I paused, and my, it's like it was on the other side of my head, and I couldn't find yeah, it. Yeah. You actually go, Paul, on national TV, you go, Paul. I'm like, Dan, I don't have it. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah. It was like, it, it was such an obvious answer. Yeah. Never, that'll haunt me. But it, did it cost you sports jeopardy? No. Because McLovin uh, messed up with Lou Gehrig or something like that. <laughs> that was fun that we got on an episode. It's tense. And it, and it was you and McLovin and Fritzy, and we're on the Jeopardy set. And, you know, you have a, an audience there. The clues, the people come up with the clues, or the people come up with clues for Jeopardy. And it was serious. And I even said to them, a couple of the writers, big sports fans, and I said, look, if you cater something to Fritzy with the Astros or the Broncos, if not, he's not going to do well here. And even then, they gave a couple of these questions to Todd. They were like, here you go, Todd. I'm pressing the button. It's not working. I actually asked the stage manager to come check out the connection. <laughs> during the Great Cinemax movies. Yeah. I'm pressing the button. It's but, not working. But they had these buttons. I mean, that's really the key to Jeopardy. The timing of that, you can't buzz in until I'm done with the clue. And then the timing of that is where you can you can just roll people. Yeah, Seaton. And it's tricky too for the contestants because they're up there. There's the assumption then that I know a lot about this, which is tricky enough, right? Because there's a certain like uh, it's not arrogance, but there's a certain like yeah, I know a lot about this so much so that I'm going to go on this show. But then you throw in the added dynamic of like say like the the sort of underlying competition, say, between, like, Paul and McLovin, because he, both of them want to prove that they know more about sports than the other one. Yes. Todd, not so much. He's just up there for the experience. But those two, it was like it's more competitive than you think, and they want to beat the other guy just so they can always have the, in the back pocket, I beat you at Sports Jeopardy. But the thing is, is you we're going to remember the question you miss, the clue you miss. And, and that's what you're worried about. It's like, oh, my God, I did pretty well, but you, wait, you missed that one? Yeah, missed that one. Where does Cal Ripken play? Uh, Paulie, I don't know. Where is Camden Yards? Wow. Oh, yeah, Paulie. The first Sports Jeopardy we did, the final question or hint was um, in Yankee be- Stadium? Yeah, in belated uh, recognition of what one of baseball's greatest achievements. And it was in what Monument Park? Yeah. Is it that at Yankee yeah, Stadium? Yeah. And the answer was Roger Maris. Yes. And I got it. McLovin went Don Larson. The second Sports Jeopardy, we all got it wrong. Your hint was, um, ironically, the highest career three-point percentage from anyone oh, not yeah. named Steph, um, like not named Curry or something like yeah. that. And none of us got it. We've all blanked. That was Steve Kerr? Steve Kerr, Steph Steve Curry's Kerr. coach. Yeah. We didn't get the hint. 
right. Yeah, we don't get the hint on a lot of things. No, we did not. <laughs> Certainly Todd. Yes, Todd. There was one with Russ Hodges about the Giants won the pennant. What was like said over and over again? Yeah. And I, I actually think what is going crazy? They're going crazy is what I said. Instead of the Giants won the pennant, which <laughs> but, is pretty embarrassing. But there are times Todd wouldn't ask in the form of a question. And that he complained that the buzzer on Jeopardy, that his wasn't working correctly. Yeah, you're not allowed to say, oh, that's Jose Cruz, Jose Cruz. Yeah, yeah, I said, Todd, you, you have to buzz in. Yeah. All right, let me take a break. More phone calls coming up. And about uh, 40 minutes from now, Jim Kelly and Dan Marino, the Hall of Fame quarterbacks, will join us together. We're back after this. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, or you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, 
If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat, rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. It's the final hour in this Thursday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. In case you're wondering, I got through the movie Equalizer 3 with Denzel Washington. Takes place in Italy. Thought it was fun. I mean, it's you don't have to think a lot, and uh, but it is uh, pretty gory. But he he doesn't mess around, and he does give you a warning of 10 seconds, and then all hell is going to break loose. He actually sets his timer on his uh, watch. And he gives you 10 seconds. And then after that, his patience has expired. Yes, Todd? Did he say, my man, a lot? I know he likes to say that in a lot of his movies. My man. It's a big line that he uses. Is it? Yeah, it is. Comes up a lot. Like what movies? I can't think of off the top of my head, but in several movies, he ends up going, my man. I've seen a lot of impersonations where but, they make sure they work my man into Denzel. But it would, it would help if you had an example here. He's like, been in so many. Like I to, the audience has to take your word for they it. They do have to. That Denzel it. says, my man. That's big. That's a big thing for Maybe me. training day. Training day. Training yeah. day. Yes, Paul. Do you think when Denzel Washington is pitched Equalizer 3 and he hears it's being shot in Italy for four months, that really changes his choice well maybe he says hey uh oh do i want to do equalizer three where uh where are you thinking of shooting it where would you like to how about um uh, the amalfi coast <laughs> <laughs> sure it makes a lot of money equalizer but uh, this is equalizer three it might be his last one Got good reviews, but, uh, you know, if you need one of those where you go, all right, got uh, an hour and 45 that uh, you want to kill, and maybe kill's not the right word, but uh, it's a good movie. Nice scenery in there as well. Yes, yes, Paul. Last question. Uh, based off the ending of this movie, without giving it away, could there be an Equalizer 4? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Yes. I was worried about that. But I think he found happiness. I think he may have found happiness. He's equalized, and the woman who's in there is... Hot enough to stay in, uh, you know, the Amalfi Coast. Yes, yes. He Plus, the number four feels more equal <laughs> than the number three. Some more like equal parts or something, and it just feels better. So, would it be unequalizer three and then equalizer four? It's just a little more. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Going quarters or maybe. Yes, time. They could play off four with a time for another, and they'll do that kind of stuff to get you excited about just one more sequel. Because Hollywood runs out of ideas. they got to keep regurgitating the same movie. All right. Uh, Dan Marino and Jim Kelly are going to be on the program. Fritzy's been working on that. And uh, Buffalo plays Miami. And Fritzy goes, what about Jim Kelly and Dan Marino? Get them together. And I said, sure. See if they'll uh, come on. Yes, Paul. I have a poll question I've been saving because I think it's a little awkward. Uh-oh. You ready? Does this have to do with Jim Kelly and Dan Marino? It does. Whose career would you want? Whose career would you want? Uh-oh. I think it's a very tough question. Because both of them, it's 90% positive. Yeah. Yeah. 
Jim Kelly appeared in four Super Bowls that he brought his team to. Dan Marino is at worst considered one of the best quarterbacks, maybe the most talented quarterback of all time. And is truly an NFL legend, if anyone is. Okay. I would take Dan Marino's career because, I mean, Miami's still trying to replace Dan Marino. He's one of those figures that just looms over that franchise when it comes to quarterback play. And plus, you know, he, he looked like David Hasselhoff. Like, he, he fit, he, he checked all the boxes there. And, you know, the Isotoner glove commercial, do you remember that? When he had that? I didn't have gloves, but I wanted Isotoner gloves just because Dan Marino yeah. said, you know, you're, his receivers wear these. Um, but, yeah, I'd, I'd say Dan Marino. He kind of, that's the image that pops up sometimes when you go, you know, how about a quarterback could really sling it, Dan Marino? Jim Kelly put up some big numbers, man. Big numbers. Uh, and went to four Super Bowls. The straight Super Bowls. So they'll join us uh, coming up. By the way, uh, nine 49ers picked to the Pro Bowl. Ravens-Cowboys have seven each. Quarterback sitting this weekend, Purdy, Stafford, Mahomes, Flacco, and Jackson. Also, uh, eight Alabama players entered the portal including the center, who did not have a good night in that semifinal game. But he entered the portal. LSU let their defensive coaches go. That was one of those, like, wait, what happened here? Yeah, Pretty much uh, all the defensive coaches let go by LSU. But uh, the transfer portal and uh, some of these teams, you know, it giveth and it taketh away. I think if you're Alabama and somebody's going in the portal, chances are you probably have the replacement, a better replacement on the way. Say good morning if you're watching on Peacock. Thank you, our streaming partner. Download the app if you haven't done so. Golf season starts uh, today in Maui. It's the uh, century there. I always love watching that. Now, I've never been able to play those courses over there. I think I played one course over there when I was shooting a movie with Sandler. But... uh, I haven't been able to play that that golf course. I don't know what hole it is, but it's like you hit it over the hill and then it rolls like 500 yards. I mean, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but it's a nice way to start the uh, the golf season there. All right, uh, a couple of phone calls in here. Uh, Keith in Missouri. Hi, Keith. What's on your mind? Hi, how are you? Good. Um, 512-200. Um, we I, I was just wondering, you know... Um, we know Eli Manning is going to get into the Hall of Fame despite a spectacular career because he's got two Super Bowls. If Joe Flacco wins a second Super Bowl this year, does he go in? I'd have to look at uh, all the numbers. I would say no. But, you know, he would he would be up there as far as having a good... You know, Jim Plunkett, to me, would should go in before Joe Flacco if that was the case. But, you know, Joe is a great postseason quarterback. His numbers bear that out. So I think... You know, when we get, it's tricky. Because Eli played in New York and and had, you know, longevity with one franchise. And he won two Super Bowls and he beat the Patriots in both of those. That carries a little bit more cachet. So, I, I'm glad I don't vote on, it, it's tough when I used to vote on the NBA and then, you know, I vote for the Heisman. I mean, if you know, because you, you can't just be cavalier with this and go, I changed the Rookie of the Year award. Because I changed my vote. It was Grant Hill and Jason Kidd. And I, I was faxing in my ballot. 
And then I changed my ballot, and they ended up in a tie. So uh, kind of interesting, though, that, you know, when you look back on that, two great players, but you're voting, and it could be one, two, or three. I mean, the, the late Fred Hickman, God rest his soul, uh, I think he didn't vote for Allen Iverson. I, I, I think somebody was going to have a unanimous MVP. It, was that Shaq, who he didn't vote for? I think he voted for Allen Iverson. <laughs> I mentioned this story earlier that it is a bigger story outside the United States. And I'm surprised at this, but it's a bigger story in France. It has to do with Victor Wimbayama putting himself into a game. Tuesday night, he put himself back in the game, and then I think he had a dunk, and then Pop took him out. Pop didn't put him in. Victor Wambayama checked himself in. So it's a big story in Victor Wambayama's you know, home country of France. Tom Orsborn covers the Spurs for the San Antonio Express News. Is this going to be a bigger deal here, Tom? Hey, Dan, good morning. Um, I, as you said, yeah, in France, everything's a big deal with Victor. But here, I think that, you know, he's, he's stressed over and over again that he's on board with the minutes restriction that was placed on him uh, five games ago due to a series of ankle tweaks. Um, he's on board with it, but he, he's growing frustrated with it, too, because he really doesn't think he's injured. And, and the Spurs love his competitive fire. They love the fact that he wants to play. Um, you know, he'll play every minute of every game if he had his way. He's, he's super competitive. And, uh, you know, he's, he's durable despite his frame. You know, he's tough. He knows how to fall. It's amazing when you watch him crumple to the floor. He knows how to do it. It's kind of like Tom Brady uh, when, when he used to get sacked. Yeah, but Tom, uh, he checked himself into a yeah. game in front of Greg Popovich. Yeah. Is, that, is that what happened? That's what happened. <laughs> he, he had lobbied. You know, they, when they took him out, I don't know what it was. I think it was 16 points. He had reached his minutes limitation of 25 minutes, which was one over the 24 that they set. But he saw that they kept, they kept cutting into the lead. He thought they could win it. He's frustrated. He's telling, you know, I, I'm okay. Let me, what's another one or two minutes? Let me back in. And he just slipped past Pop, checked himself in, actually got a dunk that cut it to eight points with 147 left, and then Pop, you know, come on, get out. <laughs> but did you, you know, know what plan. was going Tom, did you know what was going on in that moment that he checks himself into the game without, you know, Pop's permission? No, no. He explained it afterward that, that he did it on his own. <laughs> um, you know, he wasn't supposed to sub in. He subbed in. Pop, you know, I guess he was – we didn't get – we we talked to Victor after Pop, so it was kind of a um, – you know, we couldn't ask Pop about it because we didn't know the story at the time. <laughs> I, you know, Pop's a disciplinarian. Uh, I don't know if, if he has fun with this. It, is this story over? I'm sorry about that, Dan. <laughs> is, is this story over? Um, you know, we'll be talking to Vic, both Victor and Pop about it today. Pop pregame, Victor after the game. <laughs> you know, Pop, Victor made it clear he wants, you know, he would love to have the minutes restriction lifted. 
Um, Pop said we got to take some more MRIs. You know, take a take a look, re-examine his ankle. Their fear is that it's been it's been tweaked so much that the ligaments might be stretched, which makes him vulnerable to more injury, uh, further injury, makes him susceptible. So I would imagine sooner rather than later they'll take that MRI, and um, you know his the restriction will be lifted pretty soon. I would think. Well, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it, Tom. Anytime. Thank you, Dan. And that's uh, Tom Orsborn. San Antonio Express covering the Spurs. To me, it's pretty wild. Imagine if any, like, how many players can check themselves into a game? I don't think there are any rookies who can do that. And how many players could do that under the watchful eye of Greg Popovich? I just, I can't imagine that. Where he wants back in. Imagine if the Jets game this weekend, we're watching it, all of a sudden... Uh, Zach Wilson just runs on the field and taps sure. Trevor Simeon on his yeah, shoulder and goes, hey, sure. you're out. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, the difference is Victor Wambayam will be there next year. Oh. Zach Wilson probably won't Hot be there sake. next year. Yeah. yeah, going out on a limb with that one. <laughs> going out on a limb. Aaron in Fort Wayne. Hi, Aaron. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan. Thank you for taking my call. Yep. First off, uh, I'm just I'm home watching the first time on Peacock, and thank you so much for putting that picture up. I got some bad sciatica pain, and Todd Fritz, my my opinion of you after seeing that picture has totally changed. You are an Adonis, my friend. So, and my next thing, I have a pie to the face bet for Seton. Oh. You said the Patriots weren't going to take a quarterback overall. All right, I'd like to get it. For that. All right, so. Uh... Aaron wants a piece of you, Seton. You say the Patriots do not take a quarterback with that pick. With the third pick. If it's, well, let's say top five, depending on what happens. Okay. All right. So, Aaron, that's it. If uh, the Patriots stay in that top five, that uh, you say they'll take a quarterback, Seton says they won't. Pie to the face is on the line. Sounds good. Thank you, Aaron. That's how it's done on this program. Uh, Kyle in Vegas. Hi, Kyle. What's on your mind today? Hey, good morning, Dan. How are you doing? Good, sir. What do you have? Good. So I heard you mention something earlier that was pretty interesting. So you had said that the Dolphins are still looking for their replacement of Dan Marino. Yeah. Well, we, we, we know they drafted Tua before Herbert, but if they would have drafted Herbert before Tua and he would have been there with the Dolphins right now, would they have found their replacement? I mean, being that all, all of his, his skills, his big arm, his hair, his good looks, does that match up with the, the Dan Marino replacement? Yeah, probably if you're looking for the same kind of quarterback. You know, Justin Herbert, a better athlete, at least more, mobi- more mobility than Dan had. But, you know, I, are we all sold on Tua? Like, I like to give these, you know, situations another year. You know, like Jalen Hurts. I know he was wonderful in the Super Bowl. Hasn't been great this year. Now, is that coaching? Is it wide receivers? Is it the Super Bowl hangover? Like, Danny Dimes. I I just want to wait just as long. Like the Cardinals with Kyler Murray. I I don't want to get in there too early. And, you know, some of these situations are awkward there. But you know what's really awkward is when you overspend for a quarterback and then you can't get rid of him. Just look at what Denver did with Russell Wilson. I always want to wait one more year. Like, prove it to me one more year. Uh, Eddie in Atlanta. Hi, Eddie. What's on your mind today? How you doing, DP? Good, Ed. Hey, I just want to say I'm 5'7", 155. 
first time, long time. I just want to give Fritzy, my favorite, Danette, a nickname. Okay. Timex. Takes a licking and keeps on ticking. Oh, all right. That's very nice. I'll take that. All right. Timex. All right. Do you have a nickname? Other than Fritzy, not really. No? Yeah. And that's just kind of a play off your last name. Yeah, last time I had a nickname, I was in third grade. I used to bring out Starburst to everyone in elementary school, and they called me the Starburst Kid. Starburst Kid. All right. Well, that's nice. Uh, Dan Marino and Jim Kelly will join us coming up. We'll take a break. We're back after this Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. From- all right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com Dan, see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com Dan. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. The versatile EQB to the sublime EQS sedan. Mercedes-Benz makes electric extraordinary. 
The vehicle's all electric. The feeling all Mercedes. Choice all yours. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQ. Bills, Dolphins, Sunday night, and the AFC East is at stake. Dan Marino, former Dolphins quarterback, and Jim Kelly, former Buffalo Bills quarterback, both Hall of Famers, joining us on the program. Thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, when's the first time you guys met? Uh, Jeff, do you want to answer that, Jeff? No, go ahead. We met uh, at Jack Lambert's football camp, and uh, we were both just got in college. I think we were young. We were like freshmen or something like. And uh, and uh, it was um, like I want to say it was like in Ligonier where the Steelers have their their training camp. And uh, yeah, and we met. It was a long time ago. Yeah, and the thing about that is also is. Of course, both of us growing up being Steeler fans, and when you're invited to be a coach at a Jack Lambert football camp, you jump on it. Yeah, and that's exactly oh, what both of us did. We got to meet each other, and we've been friends ever since. Dan, yeah. did you get an offer to join the USFL? I know Jim went to the USFL, but was there any thought of you playing, you know, in the USFL? Wow, that's out of nowhere, Dan. Thank you. Um, yeah, I got drafted by the LA Express. Now, everybody knows, like, Steve Young was the one that signed a contract a, a year later, but I got drafted. I had an opportunity to go to the LA Express. Yes, I did. And uh, they, um, unlike, they, they paid Jim a lot of money down there. At Houston. They didn't want to pay me. <laughs> Jim, how You're close were you not going to the USFL? Was that. You- no, I was asking Jim how close he was to not going to the USFL. Well, long story short, um, you have to remember, Dan was drafted by the Dolphins, or he could go to the LA Express. Back then, I was drafted by the Buffalo Bills, and I was drafted really by the Chicago Blitz. And bottom line is, long story short, um, we were in the office ready to sign a contract with the Buffalo Bills, and um, Bruce Allen, who was, I think, the general manager at the time, yeah. uh, called the Bills office, and he got the secretary to interrupt our meeting. And he went out, my agent went out and talked to Bruce, and uh, he said, what are they offering you? And um, my agent told him, he said, oh, no. He said, don't sign that. He said, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll give him a lot better deal. He can pick any team in the USFL he wants, and we will pay him more money. That's about all I need to hear because if you remember Dan and Dan, back yeah. then the Buffalo Bills were not very good. I think they went after I signed with Houston, they went back to back two and fourteen seasons, so that wasn't very good. How much competition was there between all of you guys who were drafted that year? Uh, I I mean I can answer that. I think that uh you know, just the, the competitiveness of the, the great players that were in that first round, in that draft, the quarterbacks, there was a lot of, uh, yes, the con- the, just to compete, um, especially, you know, inside the AFC East. You know, we, you're playing the Buffalo Bills. You're playing, you know, against Jim Kelly and, and, and those guys and the Jets, and it was uh, Kenny O'Brien, and and um, it, it was just one of those very competitive. And Tony Eason, yeah, it was very competitive. And uh, it's just part of it. That's what made it great. That's what made it, you know, so special. Well, I wonder about this with Elway and Montana and how much competition there was with those guys. 
Um, and I don't know, uh, Dan, I know you fairly well as far as being a great competitor, and cer- certainly you, Jim, but do you take it personally like when somebody says, oh, that guy's a better quarterback than you, and you're going to go face that quarterback? Did you take it personally like that, Dan? Um, no, I felt that, uh, you know, to me, there was a lot of respect involved, and that's the main thing, the respect to Jim, Joe, John, all those guys. But at the same time, you feel like you're going to go in there and you're going to, you know, whip their butt. Like, you get, that's that's what you want to do. You want to do that every day. That's why you're becoming or you are a great quarterback or you've been a great quarterback or whatever the circumstance may be. But that's what it's about. And But to me, I always respected those guys for what they did because I knew what they went through. I knew what I was going through. And I always had respect for what they did as professionals and as also as friends as time went on in life. What do you guys think about first ballot Hall of Fame, maybe a different shade of jacket for the Hall of Fame? Or maybe a different level for where your uh, your bust is? Jim, I'll start with you. Well, to be honest with you, I grew up in a little small town in East Brady, Pennsylvania. And Dan knows about this. And uh, you, I personally, yeah, just like all boy, little boys growing up in Pittsburgh or Buffalo or whatever, you have your dreams. Your dream is to play professional football. Well, my town was so small that nobody ever thought about, yeah, you can dream just like every kid does. But um, when I finally made it there and you, you dream about the NFL, you know, take care of mom and dad. And for me, making my five brothers proud of me, that was awesome. Never in a million years thinking, Hall of Fame. And then as time goes on, if you play well and you do well, the talk starts coming out and there's nothing you can do about it. But uh, um, it was to go back from the previous question with Dan, the, the respect that you have and all the guys that you've grown up with, you've, you've played the game with, you've played the game against, I should say. Uh, the respect factor has always been there, especially between Dan and I, because we knew each other a lot longer before we were, you know, good players in college football and then, of course, the NFL. And then now with the Bills against the Dolphins year in the year, I, I don't mean to change the subject a little bit, but to Dan, to, to Marina on this one, it's not like it used to be. I mean, when we were best friends off the field, but when we got on the field, we were, yeah, enemies to a certain point, but it – I just don't get the feeling of builds against the Dolphins now like it used to be back in our day. Did you guys, you know, shake hands and hug after the game? Always. Always. Okay. That's my guy right there that that you're talking. Jim Kelly's my man. I love him forever, forever. And uh, even when I was playing, uh, you know, if it wasn't like me, look, Jim Kelly for the Buffalo Bills was the most amazing thing that happened to them at the time because we used to we used to beat them up pretty good. And then they got Bruce Smith, they got Cornelius Bennett, they got Daryl Talley, uh, and then Jim Kelly. And and they took over and they, they were a great, great football team and, and prevented us actually from going to Super Bowl a couple times because I felt we were good enough to go. But we couldn't, we couldn't beat those guys. Yeah, between that's I- funny you say it because it's, it's interesting because people always come up to me. A lot of people say, "You know what? I used to not like you." I go, "What? You're a Dolphin fan?" They go, "How did you know?" Because <laughs> I, I met, I met so many people, and I'm not going to name names from the Dolphins organization that said, 
why did you do that to us? You, I, I, you ruined my check that I was going to get for playoffs. I go, you were playing. Yeah, the front office gets money, too. I'm like, oh, sorry about that. We're talking to uh, Dan Marino and Jim Kelly. It's the Bills and the Dolphins coming up Sunday night. All right. Kelly just tried to avoid the sack there with the question, Dan. Let me ask you, well, what about a different shade? What about a different shade of jacket if you're first ballot Hall of Famer? Dion's talked about everybody's getting in. Too many people getting in. Your thoughts? So, uh, personally, I, I, I trust in what the Hall of Fame is doing. Uh, I think if you get a gold jacket, you deserve to wear a gold jacket, no matter yep. – what anybody else thinks or what they, whatever that is, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a top of the, the chain as far as football is concerned and everything that goes with it. To me, there should not be any distinction between a gold nope. jacket. Okay. You That's fine. And you're now, or if you get in the first ballot or if you get every vote, or I mean, it does, <laughs> to me, it doesn't matter. It, it's awesome to, to get in and to be a part of that group. I have, like I said, about respect for Jim, respect for nothing but the greatest for all the Hall of Famers. Uh, no. Where are your jackets right now? <laughs> Mine's uh, in Florida. Okay. Jim. Mine's in Buffalo, in my closet, hanging up. We got a couple, Dan, we got a couple of jackets. Uh, Patrick, we got a couple of jackets now because I know at least I grew out of mine. And then I grew into it, and then I grew out of it again. So they got a couple. As a matter of fact, last year they refitted uh, us for new jackets, so we're going to be going on to the third jacket. But to make a long story short, what Dan was saying, I agree 100%. Gold jacket is a gold jacket. And I don't know many people that ever dreamt about being in the Hall of Fame, more so playing in the NFL, but to get into the Hall of Fame when you walk into the room, at least when I did. You see guys like Joe Namath and Terry Bradshaw, Bob Greasy, all the guys you looked up to and admiring and idolizing. Um, you see them in the room. Then you see Deacon Jones and guys like that. You're like, wow, I'm a part of this now. It's uh, There's nothing like it ever. And uh, I'm just thankful to God that uh, I was able to do it and be a part of guys and be friends like with Dan, which I consider one of the greatest players to ever play the game, on and off the field. Dan Marino, Hall of Famer, and uh, had a, a Super Bowl appearance with the Dolphins, five-time uh, passing leader, nine-time Pro Bowler. You know, that Pro Bowl doesn't sound as impressive as it used to be, where guys are getting in, it might be the fifth alternate. Um, how many Pro Bowl? You're a five-time Pro Bowler, Jim. So uh, yep. why, why do we – it feels like there should be that designation of those who got into the Pro Bowl this year – yesterday those are your pro bowlers not the fifth quarterback who is going to be an alternate here where do you guys well, stand on that? Is also when we were getting in they were only picking two quarterbacks early yes. in our careers okay so i mean it was hard to get into the pro bowl because a lot of guys played in them like dan i don't think dan played hardly any did you play in any <laughs> no i played in three out of the nine oh, nine time pro bowl he played in three you yeah, always had I, a, a little I, I injury, had, uh, Dan. You always had an injury. I had postseason stuff I had to deal with, you know. And also there was a golf. More importantly. All right, Dan, I'm going to have you assess Jim's quarterback for his team, and then, Jim, you do the same for Dan's team. So, you, Dan, look at Josh Allen, and what do you see? Uh, well, Josh Allen is uh, 
No, he's an amazing player because of what he brings to the table every day and every week, and he don't miss games, and he he uh, he can run, he's physical, and he also can throw the ball, you know, as well as anybody in the league. And uh, and you could tell that, you know, he loves to compete. Uh, he's tough, and uh, he's, you know, for, for the Dolphins and it, you know, having to deal with him a lot is, is is it's tough. It's hard, and uh, we're gonna have our work cut out for us, the Dolphins, uh, this week because of a guy like Josh Allen and how he plays. Jim assessed Tua Tonga Bailoa. First of all, I think I could pronounce it Tua Tonga Bailoa, correct? I, yeah, I think Dan, I think Dan messed that up. Oh, Patrick, uh, wait, I screwed that up. I think you did, but that's okay. Wait, it's not Tua Tonga Bailoa. Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's what Jim just said. I oh, you, now you now you corrected. Why why are you exactly. starting with it? Why no? This is what Marino does. Come on, <laughs> don't double team me like this. That's not right. That's not right. Yeah. Well, I think I got the I got the Tua, Tua correct there. I got the Tua correct here. All right, Jim. Got, One out of two ain't bad, Dan. You're doing good. But uh, no, I think uh, his accuracy is unbelievable. Um, I think he's done a good job of getting the ball to the guys and letting them do the work, and that's why I try to always – I know my old cliche, you take what they give you, because too many times I see people trying to go deep all the time, not just Josh, but other people. And I, I get it to a certain point. But Tom Brady lived on that little short crossing routes and give it to the receivers, let them run with it. And two has got two of the top receivers uh, in Hill and, of course, uh, Waddle. And I'm not sure if Waddle's playing or not or how healthy he is. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he's got, he's got all the ammunition around him to play well. And that's what you need. I mean, you got Duper and Clayton. I had Lofton and James uh, James Lofton and Andre Reed on my side. So we had great guys just like Tua has now. And I know the Bills have digs, but I'll tell you what, it's going to be a battle, and I can't, I can't wait to watch it. Jim, when the Super Bowl was in Minneapolis, did you guys go to Prince's house? Who's? Prince, the singer. Oh, I did. did I don't know. To be, to be honest with you, I don't. I don't remember. I, I remember something you brought up about that a long time ago, but no, I never did. <laughs> okay. You went out other places. You just didn't go to Prince's. Oh, we went out to you know we went out to have dinner and stuff like that. Yeah, we <laughs> went to other places. Uh, but once uh, you know Friday rolled around, we were focused on what we had to do. Mozart. I can't say everything. But we got, <laughs> well, is, we got jacked a lot by people saying, "Oh, you guys partied too much. You had too much fun." You know why? We won. When you win, you have fun. And and then though, just when you're a little um. Uh, superstitious things like that happen so that's uh one of those things you just oh, have wait to wait, wait a minute do. you're saying you had to celebrate you had to party because that that was you have to party jim you had to party <laughs> when you're superstitious you do what you did the week before week before that if you're winning you do the same thing if you're losing you try to change up what you did before we tried that we went from our first super bowl to our second super bowl and then two three and four Every year we said, well, maybe if we do this and we change it up a little bit, we might win one. Unfortunately, it never worked. <laughs> Dan, did you have that same logic that whatever you did the previous week? I kind of, yeah, you know what? I, I'm a little more boring than Jim was, uh, was, was talking about. But I, I, uh, I kind of did the same routine no matter what. So, but I would change up a little bit. But I wasn't that superstitious that you know, I had to worry about 
how I got dressed and all the other things. It was more a certain routine that I was in. But, uh, you know, those guys were such great players and all that. They could handle going out and partying and also playing well. <laughs> believe me. <laughs> Jim's the Tom Brady of beverages. Uh, I, I, I used to be. Okay. I, I don't do that. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm going through some other things going on, and I can't really have a – I'm here at Greg Chappelle. It's uh, Dan's uh, high school teammate. I'm down in Miami now, and we drank a bottle of wine last night, and I go, bro, this is not tasting as good as it usually does. So. But make a long story short, time's changed. Oh, my God. You'd walk into a bar. He's, and, he's and the, got a lot of money. Drink all his expensive wine, please. The, uh, oh, we already did. We broke a bunch of his uh, – Camus and all his uh bring some I, bring some to the game Sunday night. Have him bring something to the game. You know I can't bring that into the stadium. I, I think I can get you arranged. I think you probably could too. Jim, <laughs> just give the wine to Marino. He can bring it in. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, but I have to make sure that there's a I bring three bottles, I'll end up with one. Don't <laughs> drink two before you get there. <laughs> Great to talk to you guys. Uh, happy yeah. the friendship continues, and uh, thanks for joining us. Have fun on Sunday night. Dan, thank you. Sounds good. Take care, Dan and Dan. Love you guys. Thank Be you, safe. All right. Dan Marino, Jim Kelly. Uh, you know, been friends for a long, long time. <laughs> You'd walk into a bar, you didn't want to see the Kelly brothers. If Jim was Jim there and you saw his brothers, it's like, oh, boy. Because you kind of have to try to keep up with them if you're going to be around them, and that's not a good idea. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.